My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. I mean, friends, 2022 may be worse than the last two years combined. The clouds may darken, the winds may howl, the rain may turn to driving sleet. But remember, let us always remember, Jesus is in the boat with us every second of 2022. Hey friend, welcome to the podcast. Are you wondering if Jesus is done with you? Well, he is not. When our nest empty, we get to serve him in new places and new ways. Never has the church needed us more. So let's get busy because we're not done yet. Before we get started with today's episode, I have an exciting announcement. I have a new book that was just published, and I am so excited about this book because I have to tell you, as I wrote it, I discovered how much I was missing out by not having all of my identity in Jesus. Putting Jesus On is my new book in a 31-day devotional that dives deep into the rich garments Jesus provides for us to wear through our relationship with Him. It also reveals the enemy's tactics to keep us naked, regretful, ashamed, and fearful. Every day we have a choice. Do we wear the rich wardrobe Jesus provides, or do we put on the shabby rags the world offers us? Purchase Putting Jesus On through Amazon. It is now available, and I'm so excited for you to get your hands on this because I want you to walk in the precious identity Jesus provides. I've always enjoyed the new year. I mean, what says we're not done yet like a new year? It feels fresh and full of opportunity. Besides, I am a paper nerd and I love nothing better than an excuse to buy a new planner and get a set of new colored pencils to write up my goals and plan a new year. What can I get done this year that I've always dreamed of? But in the last few years, I feel like that has changed, hadn't it? I mean, remember last year when we all felt like we had completed the gauntlet of 2020? In 2021, certainly would be so much better. And you know what? It wasn't. I recorded a podcast last year that the title was, What If 2021 Isn't Better Than 2020? And I had no idea that that was going to be prophetic. 2021 had even new challenges, harder things. And as we stare into 2022, knowing that we are marching in with not only whatever it holds, but also bringing along the baggage of 2021 problems or the consequences of the issues that we have encountered this year. We have rising prices on almost everything, supply chain issues, labor shortages that challenge every business. Housing and car prices are just skyrocketing. There's COVID variants. There's deep divides on how to solve all these problems and separate islands of thought on vaccines and what we're supposed to do with that and how does all that work out? How do we live with each other's different opinions? How do we encourage families that have lost loved ones in the last year or two? All of those questions bring about fear. 
How do we not fear? That's that's unrealistic to say, how are we going to look into this new year with maybe even more problems in the last two years and not have fear? Maybe the better question is, what do we do with the fear and worry that we feel? God has not stepped in so far and fixed all our problems. And I really identify with the story in scripture when Jesus was sleeping through the storm. Hey, Jesus, are you aware of what is happening? This all is recorded in Mark 4, and he and the disciples have gotten in a boat after a long day of ministering to a lot of people. They leave the crowd, and he says, okay, let's just go to the other side. And he crawls into the front of the boat and falls asleep. He has worked hard all day, and a great windstorm arises, and the waves are breaking into the boat. The boat was filling with water, and he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And his disciples wake him and they say to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he woke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? If you want to look that up, that, um, Occurrence is recorded in Mark 4, 35 through 41. The disciples started out afraid of the storm and they wound up filled with a great fear of Jesus. I've been learning a lot about fear from a little book written by a Puritan back in the 1600s. And it's small, it's short, and it's so rich. I can only read a little bit of a time. It's called Triumphing Over Sinful Fear by John Flavel. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it's full of such wisdom of explaining what fear and the different kinds of fear we face. And one of the things that he attributes earthly fear to is unbelief. Here's his quote. Unbelief is the real and proper cause of most distracting and afflicting fears to the extent that our souls are empty of faith. They are filled with fear. This challenges me. Now, let me just say, I'm not into feeling guilt, you know, because I don't have enough faith and I don't want you to either. We don't need to beat ourselves up that, you know, just if we had more faith, we wouldn't have fear. That's not the point, because that is a tactic of our enemy who's an expert at manipulating our feelings to drive us to distraction and to disobedience. That's not the point. We are going to feel fear, but what do we do to combat it? I want to identify the fear for what it is and the unbelief that feeds it. Because I don't want to feed the weed of fear. Why not yank it up from the, with the roots? So if this is true, to the extent that our souls are empty of faith, they are filled with fear. How do we fill our souls with faith to combat the fear? And what do we need to have faith in? That things will work out? That COVID will go away? That all of a sudden, all those supply chain issues will be magically resolved? Mm, sorry, eh, that's not the answer. So put on your big girl pants. We need to saint up and walk in our scary world with all of its problems that may never go away and could very well get worse without the burden of earthly fears strangling us. Now, we aren't the first to be combated with fears and troubles. I love this scripture out of Corinthians. It's Second Corinthians 7, 5, and 6. For even when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were afflicted at every turn, 
fighting without and fear within. That is Paul. That is Paul saying that he had a bunch of stuff coming at him from the outside. He had fear within him. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. God saw them, their needs and their fears, and he comforted them. So we have to figure out what do we need to do when we have this fighting without and fear within, and we're crying out to God in that interim before whatever his comfort is shows up, what do we need to do? And this is where this all is leading. We need to remember the Lord. Jonah 2.7, you know what happens to Jonah? It's the famous story. This is when he is sitting inside the big fish. In Jonah 2.7, it says, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. He remembered the Lord to get filled with faith that will drive out that fear. I must remember. Listen to this in Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. In Lamentations, you know, what is a lament? It's sorrow. This is written by Jeremiah at the time of everything just dissolving around him. His entire society is being destroyed. And this is what he says, Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. But this I call to mind, that's saying remember, this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So as we wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord, for his comfort, for his solutions, for his resolution of what is happening around us, we must call to mind and remember. So I'm going to give you some scripture about what we need to remember. Because just to say we need to remember the Lord, you know, that's sort of nebulous. It's hard to put put hands around that. So I'm going to give you very specific things to remember in the times of fear. As you look into 2022, remember each one of these things as you are looking into that year with fear and trepidation. First, call to mind, remember that Jesus is in the storm with us. Remember, he's in the boat with the disciples the whole time. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. Why? For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. This scripture is not saying be strong and courageous because you should be strong and courageous. No, it's saying there's a reason we can be strong and courageous. It is because the Lord goes with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is in the storm with us. Okay, number two, remember, Jesus helps us even if the problems remain, which is really important to remember. This isn't he helps us to make problems go away. But when the problems remain, he still helps us. Isaiah 41, 10 and 13 say, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not. I am the one who helps you. He helps us doesn't say everything stops and all the problems go away, but he helps us. 
Okay, so we have that he's in the storm with us. Number two, he helps us. Number three, remember Jesus, the Prince of Peace, promises us peace in the storm. Not he promises us the peace that the storm will go away, but in the storm. He says this in John 14, 27, as he is getting ready to go to his crucifixion, he knows his disciples are going to be thrown off their feet. And this is what he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 14, 27. He is in the storm with us, giving us peace. Fourth, remember Jesus and his word are so much more powerful than any human or any problem. Psalm 56, three and four says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise in God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Remember, Jesus is more powerful than any other thing around us. Okay. Number five, remember Jesus knows our needs and he provides for them. Matthew 6, 30 through 34 is a beautiful picture of how Jesus provides for everything. God clothes the field. He feeds the birds. And he says, therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. He knows what we need in this crazy time and he will provide. All right. Number six, remember the solution for fear is to rejoice in Jesus and pray about everything. And we get that from Philippians four, verse four and verse six, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And this is not when everything's going well, by the way, this is just rejoice all the time. And then it goes on after that. We're rejoicing. Verse six, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. If we're full of fear, we need to start rejoicing. And once we've rejoiced for a while, we need to let that anxiety go and then pour out our hearts in prayer because the God who is with us in the storm is ready to listen to every word that we say. It is all about remembering these truths. There's so much scripture about not fearing. Now, I've never gone back and counted, but I have heard often that there are 365 admonitions in scripture to not fear. Why? Because God is who we trust. If we want to not fear, we have to remember who God is, what he does for us, and all that he will walk us through. Psalm 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And Psalm 23, four says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I mean, friends, 2022 may be worse than the last two years combined. The clouds may darken, the winds may howl, the rain may turn to driving sleet. But remember, let us always remember Jesus is in the boat with us every second of 2022. He was in that boat with his disciples, so confident of his father's care that he slept, full of faith rather than fear. And he wants the same for us. He is with us in 2022. We can be so confident in him that we can sleep even in the storm. 
Let's lean into him. Let's learn from him and let's have faith that he has everything in his hand and he will walk us through every moment that is to come.